Bij Burger King gebeuren spannende dingen. Wat dacht je van een classic cheeseburger, chicken nugget burger of sundae voor maar 1 euro per stuk? En dat is nog niet alles. Alle King deals zijn maar 1 euro. Haal ze nu alleen bij Burger King. Good afternoon everybody. Welcome to the Royal Blue Everton podcast. And it's me, Greg O'Keefe, with Phil Kirkbride, our Everton correspondent. And forget about Bell, you and Hay. The real match, the real match of the century, the two heavyweights of the statistical world. We're joined by not only the Gareth Barry of the podcast, Gav Buckland, but someone who lists, seriously lays claim to his, his belt and he's coming here to win it. It's Steve Johnson, all round top blue, and the man behind well, so many different, diverse, and always informative Everton sort of uh, information sites and books, evertonresults.com, and of course, the book he's promoting at the moment. The official complete record. That's it. And Steve will tell us more about that, I'm sure, we will. as the pro- as the podcast progresses. But we'll start off by talking about uh, Koeman's presser today. Phil, he was asked, wasn't he, about um, a bit about expectations, a little bit about January, and um, he was typically sort of uh, acquiescent, really, wasn't he? Nothing too much to suggest he's worried. No, I think um, you know he was obviously his return to Southampton was obviously on the agenda, and he, he seemed pretty relaxed. Uh, about going back there, he was asked what sort of reception he, he was expecting to receive. You know, we spoke to the guys, uh, Adam Leach down at the Daily Echo, and he he fears it might be quite nasty. Uh, but Ronald water off the duck's back, I think, isn't it? You know, I don't think he'd be too bothered about that. Um, yeah, and obviously, you know, obviously he was asked about the, the comparisons of, of life on the south coast and, and to Everton, and um, didn't give didn't give too much away, but nevertheless, you know. Asked if it had been everything he expected and suggested that it hadn't quite fulfilled every every sort of facet he would have wanted. He hasn't quite ticked all the boxes just yet, but sort of quite pragmatic and, you know, it's early days, isn't it? So. Yeah, lads, we haven't had this um, situation for a while, have we? Because obviously Roberto Martinez managed to relegate the club that he left, <laughs> that he left to join us. And uh, David Moyes, you know, pressed him again. And... Uh, I'm trying to think who the last manager was to go and manage against his old club. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's a good question. I think I know what the answer is. Is it Martinez in Swansea? Yeah. Yeah. I think I think that's Swan. But I think the pre the club is called Swan. I think you know what I was, I was looking at this. We've done stats now already, but <laughs> <laughs> I think it was Mike Walker against Norwich when he got oh, sacked yeah. two days later. Yeah. So <laughs> the nil nil. I think the nil nil. Yeah. It's just about his first yeah. good result. Check, check your website, Pete. Yeah, 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 yeah. We will later anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think it was that. Yeah. So it is a long time, isn't it? Really? It is. Yeah, yeah. And I think with um with with the previous two managers, at least they had quite an extended honeymoon period anyway. Yeah. Martinez came in and everything was different and we started doing okay. Moyes, you know, we were in a terrible state and we had the great start to his reign with the form yeah. game. Yeah. And Koeman, it's kind of, <laughs> it's kind of bubbling along a little yeah, bit, really. it's, so, yeah. you know, it's, um, he's going back to his old club, not quite in the biggest spirits he would like, which is probably why at the press conference he was mm. a bit sort of ambivalent about <laughs> the start to his reign. I think, it, I think, I think the situation has probably helped in terms of pressure. Not that he'll feel it because Ronald's Ronald, isn't he? The fact that Southampton haven't started better than Everton, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, you know, given the recent reform, is quite an achievement not to have done. But he did uh, make a point about mentioning the, the, the gap well, in the table. Uh, well, I'd say what was, was quite interesting, the fact that he said both teams need a win. Mm. And it's November the whatever it is today. He's already speaking about needing wins, yeah. you know. Mm. I think perhaps that was maybe Ronald trying to be a little bit cute and sort of saying, look, the pressure's on Southampton here, not on me, not on my team. 
you know, we're a work in progress. Mm. Southampton, that's that's basically the team I left. They're in, they're in an all right state, but they need a win. I don't know about that gap because obviously, yeah, Pirlo came in, didn't he? And you know, they've done the usual. They've had to to move players on. And yeah, well, I think that's is it twelve points from twelve games. Is it? Can't be sure. I can't know. It's maybe a little more, more than that. Maybe. Yeah, I think fourteen. I think they've done. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, he scored 12 conceded 12, so that shows you what type of game will play. They're not scoring many, but not conceding any. Um, but it doesn't seem to be that. Yeah. I mean, maybe we're detached from the South Coast, but it doesn't seem to be so much of a. We haven't got a bad feeling around Everton, but there seems to be a slightly better feeling about Southampton at the moment mm. than about Everton at the moment. Maybe mm. that's the size of the club, or should we get into a debate about <laughs> that? Well, it's expectations. I suppose Kuma would argue that that's why I left. Yeah. You know, uh, to, to, that, that was justified on that, that those grounds alone, couldn't yeah. he? It was just a fascinating thing you're saying about saying before Conley mostly met his expectations since he, he, he came here and what what does what does mostly mean, bear in mind Ronald Dutch as you say, what, what what do you think he would mean by that? Might be the weather. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I would think it would mean as you say, size of club, um, facilities, fan base. On the other side, I would say what hasn't met his expectations are bringing in the players he wanted, all of them anyway. Um, I think I think the ambition, obviously that the deadline day aside, you know you can't knock that Mashiri's clear ambition for the club. So I think that's been something that would tick a box. Players maybe that he had higher hopes for and, and, and from afar placed greater stock in. I suggest that would be um, an area that hasn't hasn't been fulfilled. Yeah, I think it's probably more to do with that. He hasn't been able to mould them as much as he expected to be able to do. It's taking longer than he thought. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Is is that moulding issue? Is that his problem or the players' problem or a bit of bit of both? Who do you think? Who do you think should take responsibility for that? Silence. <laughs> yeah, it's become Ronald's problem now because he's tried to with certain players that we've spoke about regularly on this podcast, try to get the, what he sees the best out of them and get them to do the things he wants. And I think quite quickly came to the conclusion that he couldn't do. So it's now his problem, unfortunately, it's now back on him. The onus is back on him, at least until January, mm. um, until he can get more players in that he would like. Yeah, what do you think, Greg? Do you think, think mm. that as well? Yeah, I, I think that <clears throat> it seems to me at the moment that he's still... In, a, in that honeymoon period, actually, I, I still think he's getting um, a lot of benefit of the doubt. Almost, it was a weird sort of confirmation bias with some supporters, whereas Martinez couldn't, as I said, I think I said it in, in the start of the week, Martinez couldn't do anything right towards the end, and we'd look for evidence to back that up, and he provided ample evidence that he couldn't do anything right. And at the moment, I think Koeman still can't do any wrong, and any suggestions that he is doing things wrong are immediately sort of you know, dispersed onto the players or or the, the, the board, or you know, failure to bring in the players at the end of the window. and That might well be the case, but certainly tactically you could question some of the things he's done. You could question the back three at Stamford Bridge. You, know, you could question bringing on players at certain times. You could question not giving Tom Davis a go last weekend. Um, it's really early to start really getting on his back, and he does need time. I think what he said today when he, he discussed whether or not you know, you get time in modern football and whether you know he's going to spend big, so would he he'd concede he wouldn't even bother asking for it, he's too realistic. He still does need time. But I just hope that, um, I hope he gets a fair crack of the whip, and maybe that's me being unrealistic, because fairness, you know, doesn't work. When people, fans are getting impatient, it comes in. I think we, all want, we all want that 
sort of honeymoon period to go on, but it's the results and the performances mm. dictate the length of that, I think, isn't it? Particularly, yeah, performances yeah, especially performances as well. performances more yeah. than anything. I, I, I said this on Twitter the other day, to, uh, it, you know, is he still in that honeymoon period or can we start laying into him now? <laughs> because that's the Everton way, isn't it? Yeah. But, um, and I think we're right at the end of that honeymoon period now, right. given the last two, particularly the last two games, the Chelsea yeah. and the Swansea game, because um, well, the Chelsea game was disastrous and yeah. the Swansea performance was dire, so... Yeah, I, I mean, I was saying to you, Grip forward, my earlier, I was saying after the press conference, I thought it was interesting that he referred on a couple of occasions to time and being realistic that he doesn't have it. That for me felt a little bit more like he was he was now kind of going. I am a little bit more accountable for my actions, and ultimately the book does stop with me. Yes, I've laid into the players yeah. quite a lot publicly sometimes mm. behind closed doors, and I was critical again on Saturday. But ultimately, when we come out of January. And you know, assuming he's had the backing he wants, if I've not got us into the, the Europa League as I set the target again publicly, the consequences are out of my hands, and I can't complain yeah. if, if something. Yeah, in a strange way, supporters willing to give him a little bit more time than maybe what the owners or or the owner, the owner, but you know, the people pulling the purse strings because I think most people that I speak to, and you said on air, he needs a couple of transfer windows. Mm. To, yeah. to get it right, and I, I think, I, I, I think people, as long as going back to what Steve says, the performances don't drop, and sort of we, we play a little bit better what we, what we've got, then I think that's acceptable, as long as we then build on that with a couple of good mm. transfer windows. I think, well, the transfer window thing is interesting as well because it's probably the first time we've been looking forward to a January transfer window <laughs> yeah. for various reasons, not just because we've got a bit more money, but because we need to, yeah. to freshen things up and change the squad around. So. January will be crucial. I, think. I don't think Machiri would, if Everton didn't get into the Europa League, which is you know is is very possible given the inconsistencies we've shown so far. I don't think the club would act. I don't think we're in a situation where we're that knee-jerk. But I think just think it was interesting that Ronald was almost saying, "Well, I'd accept that kind of decision if that was you know, because this is the realities of modern football. And if you don't produce when I've been back, then I've got no wriggle room, so to speak." It was interesting. As I say, I just felt that he was for the first time maybe taking the onus back onto himself and saying, Look, this is me now, I've, you know. Yeah. Mm. What, what I thought was refreshing as well, just to kind of, not contradict, but uh, supplement what I was saying before about Martinez, he, he quite succinctly accepted the two problems, really. And he, he brought it up, he said, was, we were too slow starting, which we've said, haven't we? Mm. You know, the... Was it seven out of the twelve games so far they've conceded first? Yeah, six. No, yeah. six. six yeah. yeah, just not good enough, really. And it's it's all right against Swansea and West Brom when you can just about get in, get something from the game. But as I said previously, when it's against ta- the type of fixtures we've got coming up, not forget play, about it. And you know this Taylor two halves, this contrast between first and second or second and first, whatever it is, the failure to put together ninety minutes are consistent. And whether that's a stamina issue still or or not, I don't know. But it was nice to hear him volunteer that. We all know it, but he said it quite plainly rather than you know, waxing lyrical and trying to filibuster away away from the main issues. So that was nice to hear him identify. He knows what the problems are. Mm. As ever, though, it's whether or not he's getting that across to the players. Yeah, because I said that on, on, on Monday, Steve, and like I said that, we've spoken about January now, haven't we? And obviously, he's been mentioned press conferences in the past, and he's mentioned it, that if you've got a group of people amongst a team who know that they're going to be surface requirements. Mm. Does that necessarily engender the right sort of team, not yeah. team spirit, but 
team cohesion and everybody pulling the same direction. I think it has to damage that. Surely, I think it must damage it. Yeah, but is that people? Which players are thinking that they might be shipped out in January, and why are they why are they thinking that? Have they been told that, or are they just thinking I'm not playing well? Yeah, enough? this is. The, and this if they're not playing yeah. well enough, they've got to do something about that. Yeah, this themselves. is. Ex- yeah, yeah, that's exactly what we were saying, wasn't it? Has he said behind closed doors? Yeah. As he told them, in which case is that it's debatable whether that's a good tactic or not. Or is he? Or you always suggesting he's leaving them guessing, and maybe one of them's going, "Oh, it'd be him, not me. I'm doing all right." You'd all be looking around the corner, wouldn't you? Then you know. Names have been bandied about the transfer targets in August and January. So if you're in that area of pitch, you're going to last. I don't think I'll be. Kevin Morales reinvented himself as a defender. <laughs> yeah. but, but there's not that many players who are playing first team football for Everton who can think to themselves, well, I won't be going in January. You could, you could probably name a long list of players who could potentially be shipped out. Yeah, yeah. We, we mentioned on podcast the other week going through the players who actually. Was that, you know, this is not a criticism, perhaps more a comment, is that the, it's quicker to have the conversation with players who are probably yeah. 100% yet we're going to be there yeah. for the long term with, with Ronald, whether, right. you know, whatever you do. And that goes back to, I was just, this morning I was trying to sort of pick the team I would select, and I, I picked what I felt was the best 11 players, but then I was thinking to myself, how many times has Ronald picked the same 11 consistently, you know, back-to-back games? I don't think many times, only once. No, off the top of my head, I don't think it's many at all because he's he's forever tinkering with with Morales, De La Feo. Doesn't know his best eleven. Doesn't think that's indicative of. And I think that, I don't think any of us do, do we? No. What what would our what would the three be behind Lukaku? Oh, you know, well. where do you start? Oh, with yeah, that? he should call him more regularly, Steve. It's just it's a regular. It happens every Friday when you pick the team. Like, well, yeah. you know. I, I I wrote down what I felt were the eleven best players, but then I thought, well, I couldn't tell you the formation to play them in. Yeah. So just just put in players. You just thought we're good at the minute, you know, and yeah. it was very difficult. He also he made the point again about style-wise. He said, you know, it's it's not easy to come and change. They've been playing a certain way for three years, and to change it, it doesn't happen overnight. And I suppose, looking back to he's going to St Mary's, it's no coincidence that he turned things around. Well, the early days, I know, but he had an easier task in a sense there because he went in and took over from Pochettino whose style, I guess, wouldn't be a million miles away from what he would want Everton to be playing now. And from what he had Southampton playing, the high energy, high pressing, athletic, strong, uh, goes the extra mile in terms of fitness. Um, well, he actually came in to the complete yin to the yang of that when he, he, he took over from Martinez, didn't he? So, he's, uh, clearly what he knew what he was coming in for. Uh, he wasn't afraid to... I think the extent of what he was coming in for didn't really hit home. And, until. and maybe that's where the mostly came from when he was asked, you know, yeah. as, as Gav said, you know, have you, has it made, met your expectations? And he said, mostly, dot, 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 and then went yeah. on to answer. I, I think, to be fair, he's, there's probably a few supporters who <laughs> didn't realise up until now that there was a big, a well, big we, job. We thought there were, exactly, yeah. we thought there were problems. It's all yeah. perception, though, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. And Ronald has changed the perception for a lot of, not every supporter, because a lot of supporters would have said, so-and-so aren't good enough 18 months ago, but Ronald has changed perceptions by raising standards and changing a lot of things, including the way they wanted to play. So all of a sudden, somebody who looked useful under Roberto suddenly looks useless under Ronald. But there's also the fact that we were playing so badly at the end of the Martinez reign that we just assumed, well, if we get a new manager in, everything will be okay again. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it, it hasn't turned out yeah. quite that well. And that, that's, the, that, that's also the mistake you can get into about the January transfer window, isn't it? Yeah. You know, that actually we'll get some few players in January, then everything will be okay. Well, yeah. God, it will be. Don't say that. <laughs> so, no, but there's a lot of hard work, isn't it, to be done. About, and this is what I was saying. This is the whole point of getting this period right. There's no point just writing off this period up until January because mm. whoever's coming in, you've got to. 
You've got to have a team that's with momentum for to get the best value yeah. out of those players, haven't you? Yeah. If, and that's where, like, I think it was was it Ian Dodd did the piece about the importance of the next five or six games. Yeah, it so is because you know, we're, we're just about hanging on in there. Yeah. Right? We're seventh, and you know, on the coattails of the teams above us. But three bad, two bad results, three bad results, and suddenly you're looking the other way. And in some ways, we're, do, we're probably doing well to be seventh. If we said we did, we yeah, yeah. Yeah. probably doing well to still be seventh, given some of the performances. So if we can, get, if we're going to get any worse, we're going to tail right off. I think it's also, you know, we are seventh, still seventh, by virtue of the fact that the inconsistencies of the team below. And I look at the league table and think. They can only crack a degree of consistency. Mm. I don't feel the league will be as competitive in, in that chunk as it has been in the yeah. past couple of seasons. Yeah. I think Leicester are you know, preoccupied by Europe and their league position. Said, I don't think Southampton are as strong, obviously. Um, Stoke, Stoke and West Ham. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, you just, and you just think it's a golden opportunity to make the most out of having not a great deal this season and going, actually, I got us into Europe, but we weren't really good. But... I'll now build on that, and next season we will be ten times better. Yeah. But, so we, but we were, but everyone was there last season with that. With Leicester yeah. winning the league, weren't they? There's a golden opportunity yeah. here with everyone in a period of transition. Yeah. And it's just whether we can actually grasp that metal and, and move on. I mean, I suppose then that begs the question about like what Phil was saying about the press conferences. How does Ronald approach the next five or six games, like tactics and team-wise? There, you know, is it the same and try and get the best out of what you've got? Oh, do you have to make a few changes? Dare I say, you know, I Tom Davis will be a name that would, you know, what for, would for me, it's it's almost going back to the opening day of the season and being hard to beat. Yeah. The difficulty we've got, of course, is who we're playing in the next few games. Yeah, that's it, United, yeah. Arsenal, Liverpool, somewhere yeah. else I've missed. A well, Leic- Leicester away and Rockford away would yeah. be both tough, tough games, won't they? Yeah. Um, so whether you want to blood Tom Davis at home to Man United and away to Arsenal. Well, the yeah, yeah, exactly. If you're ever going to play him, as Tony said, to be fair, it would have been last Saturday, wouldn't it? It yeah. would have been against yeah. Swansea. Yeah. Um, it couldn't have done any worse. I, I was going. Back, I mean, I don't want to dredge up the academy again. If I can say that, but you know what you were saying there about maybe not having time and stuff like that was that sort of sound the death knell to like I'm not bringing any young players <laughs> through because I haven't got the time to. It's always been the concern, hasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Or that he would be less preoccupied in his thinking about them anyway at least he wouldn't you know he's only been in person to one 23's game hasn't he mm. whereas Roberto was at every one yeah um, but he started I mean Holgate played in his first four games true. so you, yeah. you, we felt then oh this is someone who's going to give youth a chance yeah. and then that really hasn't happened after yeah. that so I don't know maybe that's just governed by the circumstances he's found himself in mm, I think so I mean I suppose we'll be able to judge a lot more when we've come through Southampton, won't we? Because if we went there and got a positive result, you do have a bit more breathing space. But if we go there and Paris still get beat, the pressure it puts on those fixtures then, it's, it really does set us up for a big period, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, what is it? One win in seven league games? Yes. Yeah, right? yeah, one win in eight overall, I think, isn't it? So one win in eight league games would, I think that would match the run he took on. He had a Southampton in his first season. That right, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think he went to something similar. So, he's been through it, but it's different now, isn't it? It's different at Everton yeah. than it is at Southampton. Expectations, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. If I could ask him one question, I know it's, it's like dredging up recent history, but it still frustrates me, the, the League Cup, because even if we're looking at Europe next season, and, it, and if we do get into Europe, which isn't certainly isn't beyond the, the realms of possibility, then he would almost have an excuse for me to have done what he did in the League Cup. 
I still look back and think, what on earth was going through his head? I'd love to know, genuinely love to understand his reasoning there with, with the team he sent out in the League Cup. A club that hasn't won a trophy in, in nearly 21 years, and you do that. But we've had that feeling practically, well, every season, <laughs> yeah. maybe last season when we got to the semi-finals, but it, it, there's some, we seem to be fated to do so badly in the yeah. League Cup, whatever we do. And we've not been one of those teams who've traditionally just put out a weakened team like a lot of the other teams yeah. have done. We might have you know, rested one or two yeah, players, yeah. but traditionally we, we've put out a fairly strong team in most of the League Cup matches that we play. Yeah. But we get beat in, in nearly all of them. So I don't know what's going on. I know, Ro- I know Ronald quite, not angrily, but was quite sort of abrupt in his response when he was put to him after the um, Norwich game. But is that not still a period when he was still sizing up some of those players? And he felt it was the perfect opportunity to have a look at them. Maybe. And he and he wasn't having that they had let him down type of thing. But yeah. I think it was at, we were at a point in the season where was the window closed, I think, maybe. Or, yeah, yeah. And he was like, well, I can't replace them until yeah. January, so I'm not going to kill them. But yeah. yeah, but it was a big shock to everybody, that result, wasn't it? Even, you know, with the team he put out, should have beaten Norwich. Yes. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. they they tested, what was it, eight, nine, ten players themselves. Yeah. So it was uh, yeah. it frustrating. Just like the League Cup section of your book, Stephen Smith, with Adam Smith, it's a bit smaller. It's, very it small, like, yeah. <laughs> it's a blank page in the new. <laughs> you mentioned the book, Gav, and, and it is something that, you know, excited to read and look at myself. Can you tell us a little bit about it? Yeah, well, it's the second edition of uh, the book. Um, I better give it the title, wouldn't I? Everton, the official complete record. Um, and it builds on the first edition, which came out in 2010. So six more seasons have come and gone since then, so it needed an update just on that basis. And, and Gavin will back me up on this, you're forever updating your own statistics, your own records, figuring out bits and pieces that weren't, weren't you know, that need, need amending or yeah, correcting. Yeah. Uh, so there was that side of it too. And there's new sections in there as well this time. So. Yeah. Well, what, what new sections are you? Oh, blimey, there's, um, there's, there's stuff on internationals, so there's details of, the, of Everton's internationals. Yeah players, there's sections on young, the youngest players to play for the club, yeah. oldest players, um, thinking off the top of my head what else is in there. <laughs> there's a section on ever-presence, who's been, yeah. who's been an ever-presence in various seasons. There's about 10 or 11 new sections that are different to the, to the previous edition, which makes the book a little bit bigger than it was before, because all of the previous stuff is still in yeah. there. We, we were flicking through it in Preno, just got to a bit uh, the other day, where it was Premier League number nine. Oh, yeah. There's some, there's some names <laughs> and you've forgotten more number nine shirts for Everton in the Premier League. And there's some that you would rather forget about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the, we've, well, the, the numbering, the whole numbering thing is a, is a, is a topic we could just discuss for hours. Indeed. You know, yeah. the, the fact that numbering didn't exist until the 30s, looking yeah, at Gav's yeah. date there. Everton famously wearing 1 to 11 in the cup final in 33 against Man City, although teams had worn numbers on occasion before that. Uh, but the, the, the Premier League era in the squad numbers is the one that yeah. throws up some strange number nines and some strange number five, Samuelletto number five yeah, yeah. Um, for Everton. So, yeah. That was, it was an unusual number. Did he pick that shirt? I don't know, to be honest. May have done. Maybe maybe he's trying to predict the number of goals he'd score. Not a time to clash angrily with Martinez before you got blocked. Who's the one that catches me? His goalkeeper's wearing like twenty five and stuff. Yeah, it just seems just, just seems to be wrong. That doesn't seems, it? You seems know, completely yeah. wrong, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. it does. And uh, well, he, thirteen was it was one or thirteen, wasn't it? For yeah. a little while, and yeah. most of them wouldn't wear thirteen in the Premier League era. Because one of the things I was talking to Steve before we came in is like, and it is it is reflected in the book, and it's it's really quite fascinating is how 
think with the advent of the internet and stuff like that, you've got so much more resources. So, for example, when you're saying about youngest players, mm. years ago you can never get a definitive look, list of younger players because the birth dates of players, even going back to the 30s and 40s, were, were just unknown. Mm. Yeah. You know, and I think there's still quite a few now. Oh, still, it's still, still, still unknown now. With the yeah, well, one of the sections in the book is a list of all the players who played for Everton in their career records, and it's got their dates of birth in there, and that's the task to make sure that A, you can find out those dates of birth and B, the accuracy of them. Mm. And the other one is, which is, again, thanks to the internet, and Steve, you know, we spoke about a lot about this, which I think is fascinating, is even like some of the goal scorers, are, even the official records of goal scorers are, 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 are wrong, 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 you know? Well, you d they are, and if you if you go back to the early days, that's, that's inevitable. There was no, you know, newspaper reporters covering a match in 1889. For instance, we're going to struggle to get things right if it was an opposition goal scorer. Because they have those shirt numbers as well. No, yeah, 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 no yeah. shirt numbers. I don't envy them. Yeah, yeah. You know, and but that you know, it doesn't. It's not solely uh, the early period, and we've talked about this, Gavin and I. Graham Sharp's goal at Luton in yeah, 80, yeah. when was Six. that? Eighty-six. Yeah. yeah. Clearly, a header from Sharp, from across from whoever it was, went down as a Mal Donaghy own goal, and that's what the records say, Mal Donaghy own goal. Not in the new edition. I was, I was standing about <laughs> like 20 yards away from it. For me, it was quite clear it was a green sharp. Uh, yeah, and it's on, you can see the clip on YouTube. Yeah. So, how on earth that got put down as a Maldonado own goal, God knows. And if we can do that in the in the televised era, then you know we've got no hope for some yeah, of the early ones. Yeah. Before the advent of the uh, dubious goals panel. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. that's a tale in itself, isn't it? It is, but yeah. it, it is. It is fascinating because, like, I think the book's fantastic and the website's fantastic as well. Like, but. It is this thing. It's never like hundred percent. No, it's right. not. It's no. always a movable feat. Yeah. And you, you would think if you're dealing with essentially stats and figures, yeah. that they would be, you know, objective and neutral. And and they're really not. They're really not. I mean, I think if you, you probably remember a long time ago, Gavin. I don't know. We were having a debate about whether Everton beat Wolves five nil or four. <laughs> four nil. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In yeah. eighteen yeah. something or other. Yeah. yeah. The serious <laughs> conversation. I should yeah. be making the tea at the time. <laughs> right, like, you know, but, but yeah, yeah, I remember that. And it's just, it's just odd, you know, because. I think what it is is you don't you don't realise now like in the Premier League age where you got stats of, of you know yeah. how many times somebody kicked the ball is football for for seventy eighty years it just wasn't like that at all yeah. it wasn't it wasn't a sport governed by statistics so you're quite lucky in this day and age support made there's all that stuff yeah. behind you but yeah. like years ago. Yeah. I mean, it, it was never a sport like cricket that was engaged with statistics. There was no wisdom. No, no, there was no wisdom yeah. of football, exactly. And and that was a class thing, really, because cricket was very much a middle-class game where you educated people who run the sport and stuff yeah, like yeah. this. It just had the, it had the records and, and, and so on to, to back it up. And it is a statistical game in itself, where football was obviously a very working-class sport. Yeah. It never had those people running the game who, who, who understood the yeah. importance of keeping proper records. No, well, if you look at attendances, for instance, there was no requirement to file official attendances of league matches until 1925. So before that, it was all it was reporters looking around the ground, thinking there was about 10,000. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then I've done that a few times. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think Everton did it a few times. But but so yeah, so you get wildly differing um, uh, figures for for attendances, and they were more concerned with the gate receipts. So. You get a report from 1910 that would tell you that they made 240 pounds seven shillings and sixpence from the gate, but it wouldn't tell you what the crowd was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So there's, there's that change. But what I'm also amazed, Steve, is that, like the records that I've got just the basis because you won't believe this. You did that, that tweet on what was it? What, what Sunday the first? 
Um, what about the, the, it's the first the, time it's happened on the Southampton game? Yeah, yeah, it, it'll be the first time Everton have ever kicked off at 4:30 on a Sunday. Right, it is bad. So I, 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 I tweeted and said, I trust that's the latest time you've ever kicked <laughs> off. <on> the Sunday. <laughs> he says no. We kicked off at five o'clock against Liverpool in March 1994. Like, well, there's two yeah. things there though. One, one is. Um, you know, stats doesn't have to be dull and dry because well, yeah. it, it often is. Yeah. But you've got to try and make it accessible somehow. So it's quite interesting, I think, that we've never kicked off at four thirty on the yeah, Sunday yeah. before. You know, rather than just coming up with some dry fact about you know whatever, but just um, you know, making that accessibility. But also looking for patterns, and yeah. you'll be the same, Gav. You don't, you're not just thinking we've only won one out of the last seven games. You're looking wider yeah. than that, trying to find patterns with some of the. Things that happen, and these usually occur on the fly when you're watching a match. You yeah, know? You do. so like you get to half time and we're losing again, and you, you, Gavin and I will be the same. We'll start thinking, well, when was the last time that we were losing at half time and we won a game? Yeah, and you'll then start looking into your own record. Yeah, because the one we got on to eight, which is our record of a Monday, we hadn't lost on a Monday for donkeys oh, years, had we? Yeah. Yeah. For eight, eight, eight yeah. years or something. Yeah, well, and there's always those patterns, and that's that's the thing that you've got to be trying to. Trying to do is find a pattern that is going to be interesting to more than just you as a nerdy statistician. Yeah, with the amount of times when I was I was the Everton correspondent and I'd be sat there in the press box, and for whatever reason you've got writer's block, your brain's not working, usually both of me, <laughs> and you can't think of something, and then out the periphery you see Gab's eight foot six straight. <laughs> And you see the finger go up. Yeah. You know and you he's think, come up with he's got something. Yeah. There's a pearl of wisdom. I'm, I'm good enough. He but usually delivers a stat, which, if it doesn't give you an intro, it gives you an idea yeah. or a, a pattern or a theme, and you're halfway there. But, so. but it works the other way, though, doesn't it? Because, like, when we played Crystal Palace, he said, when was the last time we scored? I think it was two, second, third, or third three kicks yeah. this season. How many did he score last year? And, you know, <laughs> it's not the type of thing, you know, off the top of your head. No, it's it? not. Like, you know, and yet, I spent the first 20 minutes of the second half of the Palace game. Trying to find the answer, which I didn't watch the game. Some people say that I lacked. You know, <laughs> well, you do. You're right. People, yeah. because you're there as a resource, almost people ask you questions, and it's great because that's what we love doing. But equally, the pressure's on, isn't it? If someone asks you a question during the game, so I'm just amazing. Website's fantastic, and it's fantastic resource. It's everything interconnected. So I'm, I'm amazed, like where. Uh, you only go in and yeah. you know yeah. you get lost in, that get lost in yeah. it. Like, no, it's, it's everything, so it's easy to test. No, it's, it's just stupid because <laughs> I've got no IT background at all. So when I first decided to do the website, I had stuff in spreadsheets, which I just about managed to get my head around using Excel at that time. But then built right in the website, I don't know what I'm doing. I had to sort of teach myself the coding for that. Really? Oh, you taught it? yourself that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, now I've got friends who are in IT. They look at it now and say, "Oh, you use a, what database do you use? Do you use SQL or whatever the, the technical jargon is?" Uh, no, I just hand do it on, on a Sunday and a Monday, and it's idiotic and it's the stupidest <laughs> way of doing it. But the problem is, when am I going to? You know, yeah. when do I get a gap? Yeah, when do you get a point? Yeah, yeah. I like having to have a season off so I can change my website. Yeah. To something that's all those we've had twenty-one seasons, <laughs> off, but that's a slightly different. Subject. Yeah, well, so, I'm just amazed because, like, as yeah. you say, you can when I go on it. But then uh, I'm just like <laughs> going from one thing to the other, like you know, yeah. and the uh, the things like I always think like the stuff about like you know, all the hat tricks listed is always yeah. always good to see, and like yeah. you know, but it's just it's just it's just great. I mean, it's one of the best ones, I think, isn't it? I think as with the club ones. Well, I'm going to say, yeah, but it's very very nice. How did, it, how did it come about? I just I I, I mean I mentioned it in the in the forward, in the um, introduction to the book. I've just always been. Not not obsessed, but just interested in numbers for their yeah. own sake, and always yeah. recording yeah. things. 
there's a, a story I say in the introduction is just sitting watching a television once when I was living in Sheffield, I think, and I was just writing it, the, the, the Winter Olympics were, were yeah. on the TV, downhill skiing. I was writing the names of the skiers in the time, yeah. and I didn't think there was anything weird about that. <laughs> <laughs> and my mate Andy came in and said, what are you doing? And it was only then that I started to think, actually, what am I doing? <laughs> but I'd always done daft things like that, and being an Everton fan, starting to record matches, and if you remember the programmes, they still do it now, they've got all that grid pattern yeah. with appearances. Yeah, and yeah. I used to love all that, but when, the in, when um, PC started to develop and Excel appeared and various other spreadsheets appeared, I started to think, well, I'll put that those, those facts yeah. and those stats into that. Yeah. Um, and then it was a small step to building up lists of, well, now I've got those um, stats in, in yeah. the spreadsheet, I can find out, I can list them in order of largest attendance, smallest attendance, whatever. Yeah. Um, so I've been doing that just for my own amusement, really. And then the internet appeared and started to develop. And I thought, well, I wonder if other people would be interested in in that so it went from there and if you're going to if you're going to do something like that you, you either do it fully and completely and comprehensively or you don't do it don't yeah. do it at all really so it took a while to build up the website and oh you definitely do it fully and comprehensively yeah, well, yeah. 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 i think the first time contest was i don't know if you were attendances wasn't it was any missing yeah i think it was yeah it was that's right. it, is, it is funny that because i i got to i and evan first uh, european games in 65 and it was the wrong i, I can't remember it johnny morrissey yes Fifty years, it wasn't at Roy Bain. That's right. Yeah, like yeah. Things like that that are just yeah, little things. Long that, long ago, well, they become know. accepted wisdom, don't they? You know, like with Graham Sharp, Mal Donaghy, yeah. we talked about before. But um, yeah, no. So the website appeared, and everyone liked it, and ticked yeah. along for three or four years, and then um, James Corbett got in touch. Yeah. James, who um, runs or founded the Cooperstown Books, yeah. he got in touch, and that's where the book came from. Yeah. And, what where did your road to staff Damascus come? <laughs> yeah. Was your moment, or well, was it I just? I, I, I was sitting watching Olympic Winter Olympics <laughs> once, and it was skiers. I thought so. I think if you you know talk to any footy statistician, they all say I've always had an interesting numbers is always yeah. is always the start point. You can't be a statistician <laughs> and not have an interesting numbers, you know. Mm. And I think um, it it just goes back to what Steve says really. Um, it's just um, it's a natural progression if you like having like numbers, but you just Put you know, together, yeah, and I did yeah. a book, yeah, Facts and Stats book in 2001, yeah. I went from day born, it went from there, yeah. um, and I think that's it, but I think what Steve says is right, is that it's the easiest thing to do, is just to come player appearances and players' goals and one win, and so what you've got to be look out is that is it's the stuff on the on the periphery around yeah. that, yeah. that actually, you, you just pick up. The things that's like quirky, yeah. And I think that 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 adds a little bit of value, and people say you, you like that. It's still, there's loads of loads of websites out there that just give you all the stats. Yeah. You know how we how our record against Wolves over the years, or whatever. But you, what you're trying to do is add a little bit more colour to it and a little bit more yeah interest, so that non-statties, non-nerdy people like yourself. <laughs> well, <laughs> on social media, people like all that type of stuff. Yeah, they, they do. They, yeah. they, they yeah, love yeah. all that. They, they don't, you know, if you say like. Yeah. You know, like you know, you know, we do retweets and stuff. You say, "Oh, it's sort of Ross's 150th game." We get one retweet, yeah. but like, I remember like one in the World Cup, like Tim Cahill when he scored yeah. in the World Cup, and he scored competitive goals then on all six footballing continents. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And I like tweeted that, and like all of a sudden, like you know, <laughs> half one in the morning, retweets, like because yeah. that's the type of thing. It is that people people like all that type yeah, of stuff. Yeah, they do. And I think 
what I find on Twitter is that Everton fans like the depressing stuff more than the Maybe we're not alone in that. Yeah. We talked about half times before, and um, I think the Swansea game we were behind at half time and we drew. It, I think the thirteen previous times we've been behind at half time, we lost. Right. Oh um, really? Now okay. that's ridiculous, isn't it? Yeah. Behind at half time, yeah. not not to get a draw out of any of at them. At least, yeah. yeah. So it's things like that that started to perk people. Well, those the type of things that if you're a manager. That's the type of thing because some managers like to sit this and yeah. some don't. You know, uh, you know, if you're a manager, you'd be looking at that and saying, "Well, what does that tell?" You know, you would hope what, so. What, you know, what was it, you know, just generally speaking about yeah. just that. You know, you, you would hope so. I mean, there's so many stats around now, Opta and everyone else, and I, mean, I don't know about you, but a lot of them, I, I'm just not interested in the fact no. that someone's run 11 kilometres during the game or someone has con- completed 87 percent of. 204 passes or whatever. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not really interested in that so much. Managers might be, but I don't yeah, even some managers. I'm not. I'm not a big fan. No. But but I think some of them are quite useful. But I think you're there to pass. You're there to run on the pitch. I mean, <laughs> we say we said that the other week. You know, we we could run on the pitch for 19 minutes yeah, until could, I clock yeah. up 10 kilometers. Passing you know. back to the keeper too. So what? Well, doesn't yeah. matter where you've run. Yeah. Yeah. It has gone a bit overboard. It has, hasn't yeah. it, I think. But, but that know. goes back to what we were saying. Though. You you've got you want to make it interesting, especially with what we're doing with tweeting stuff or yeah. writing books. You want to make people be yeah. more interested than just reading numbers one to nine. Because the one that we we sort of had to. Look at oh no, was when Jags were captained last year, was it against Slovenia, was it? Yes, yeah. And it was like you were saying we we, we double checked with each other's first ever players to captain yeah. England from the start start of the game, like which is quite a significant mm-hmm. Yeah. Step, which is the know? one of the good things about you know, you and I being there, we can bounce off yeah, each other. Yeah, you've got to have that, things. you don't want to yeah. get off channel, you know. Especially when it's <laughs> a, especially when it's a first light the four thirty kickoff on Sunday. Yeah. I I looked into Maracas for that and couldn't, yeah, couldn't find another Sunday game that kicked off at 4:30. But I was a bit too frightened to tweet it. Really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is that right? You know, yeah. I can't be. Wrong. I know we've had a tweet up and then I've got a DM off Steve about <laughs> 10 seconds later. Yeah. <laughs> no, really, no, I'll have a look at this. Like, you know, yeah. but. It is, it is good, like, you know, yeah. but it, it is an entertain, it is, it is entertaining if you yeah. do it in the right way in social media. Yeah, know, I think that's it, the yeah. beauty of it, that you make it a little bit jokey and funny if you can. Yeah. Um, and don't just put the, the, the boring, broad numbers, just tart it up a bit. Has there ever been one stat, which is difficult, isn't it, because there's so many millions will probably pass through you, nothing considerable brains over the years, but one stat that's really kind of memorably left you stunned or shocked? Oh, dear. Everton centric, of course. You did a book, Gav. Yeah, this is blue. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I like coincidences, you know, yeah. like sort of things that yeah. you know. Um, I always remember being amazed that um, when uh, Steve Watson scored his hat trick against Leeds yeah. in two thousand and three, yeah. he completed his hat trick fifty second minute in a four 0 win over Leeds. And when I looked to see who the last Everton player to, to score, and it, those are his last goals for the club, the last Everton player to score a hat-trick with, the hat-trick was his last goals for the club, it was uh, Bunny Bell, who did it in 1937, and he did it against Leeds at Goodison in a 4-0 win, and he too had completed his hat-trick in the 50 no. second minute. Yeah. No chance. Yeah, yeah, Twilight Zone moment there, isn't it? That's fantastic. Yeah. So we, are we all just in some universe? <laughs> 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 Oh, it's fantastic! Yeah. It's ridiculous. Things like that. Yeah, it's just it mad. Yeah, you, you get that buzz when you find out something. When like something that, like that, you go, it's worth all the hard yards. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just to, 
People are going to love this. Yeah, that's just yeah. mad, yeah, yeah. I was going to say that's the strangest hat-trick Everton has ever had, but then Coney got one recently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's not scored in the league since then. No, he hasn't. That's, 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 that's three years ago, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, unfortunately, like, Naismith has sort of did one against Chelsea. Yeah, so did. those were the last goals for the club. Yeah, but it wasn't against Leeds. Yeah, yeah then you're like, you're... you're some of yours. What, what was the, the 2-0 one? You kept back Oh, the 2-0 one. That, yeah, that was bizarre, isn't it? it was, I, I don't know who we played. It was a game this season. And um, I thought, when did we last beat someone 2-0? We didn't seem to ever beat anyone 2-0. Was it West Ham? Well, but that was the first one we Sorry, won. Yeah. But before that, but I can't remember which game it was. And I, so I thought, let me have a look when we actually last won 2-0. Was it away or something? It, well, it was West Brom away in 2014. Oh, 14. Yeah, yeah. Um, but... We were about the next game, if we didn't win 2 0, it would have been a club record run of <laughs> matches <laughs> without a 2 0 win. Oh, that's that's a dangerous that's score. Yeah. That, this yeah. is in the league, but you know, I could have looked that up six weeks earlier or six weeks later and it wouldn't have been quite so good. Yeah. I just coincidentally happened to look just before yeah. the match that would equal the record <laughs> run. The, the other one which I think from a couple of years ago, because I, I remember Pan out mentioning it was. Was it two years ago where the first time our first four games of the season were on a Saturday and it was like oh, 110 yeah. years or something <laughs> like that? Like, you know. It is mad, isn't it, though? But you, what, was that, was it, was that the I start? Think, was I think it, it yeah. was, yeah, I think that, that was. But that comes out of just sitting there in front of a laptop waiting for the game to kick off <laughs> and thinking, I'll just have a quick look to see yeah, if there's yeah. anything that I can come up well, with. You know, I, you know, well, there is, you know, I remember seeing that thought. Oh God, we should see it, you know, because you know, that's what statisticians are like. You know, yeah. because when people say, oh, God, "I wish I'd seen that," oh no, yeah. I didn't. That's, that's just there is a competitive element, but it is. The, the, the in, com- a nice way, in a nice way. In a nice way, because I give yeah. you stuff and you give me yeah, stuff. Exactly, yeah, 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 There's no competition between no, no, them at all, no. and, that, and that's great because we just uh, we work well. It's not what Gav said he was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, as he was ripping the book up. Don't invite him on the podcast, can't have this, you know. But well, no, but it, it is, as I say, it does work if you want stuff back enough. But it is, uh, yeah, that's good. I mean, you managed to persuade some uh, Russian fellow to come and join you at your book signing as well. Yeah, so that's good. So um, tomorrow, uh, well, doing the radio thing with Andrei Kinchelskis today and doing book Red signings. Radio Merseyside. Radio Merseyside, yeah. yeah. And doing book signings with him tomorrow at... Um, <laughs> Waterstones. <laughs> with Liverpool One Waterstones. Yeah. Helens, which is Wardlestones, I think. And... Um, Lingham's in Heswick. I usually is Lingham's as yeah. James, yeah. So that's yeah. tomorrow. And then uh, the following weekend, doing some stuff with Bob Latchard, same thing, book Great. signings with Bob Latchard, uh, culminating in being at St Luke's before the Man United game, doing book signings there. So yeah, very exciting. Are you of the Bob Latchard idolising club with um, Fran and Gav? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, and it is weird. I'm sitting here mentioning Andre Kinchelskis and Bob yeah. Latchard, and I'm still... 14 years old thinking, oh my God, <laughs> yeah. what the hell's going on? What am I doing with them? Um, so yeah, it's very exciting. Yeah, Bob yeah. walks on water, of course. And will there be a third revised edition in six years, do you think? Is yeah, it something, think so, yeah. as Gav said, a movable feast? I think so. I mean, you know, it, it, it will need updating at some yeah. point. What I worry about is when I'm dead and gone, does it all come to an end? You know, who's <laughs> going to take over it? You know, yeah, yeah. Not that I'm, not that <laughs> yeah, I'm considering yeah, yeah. dying within the next year. Yeah. No, but it is, you do need that non-internet you know like yeah. you need a human element of it which is really interesting interesting yeah. specific yeah. club yeah. to need, give it and mo- most clubs yeah. do have their own club statistician or yeah, a couple of, couple of people it, 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 yeah. it's something that's that uh, you know we look after the staff like yeah. me and Steve they've just like it gone on for years really yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. but it's still I think you were sort of hinting out there there's still that need for 
something you can hold. You know, the internet's great and it's brilliant. I love doing the website and Twitter and everything. But it's, it's lovely to hold a book and open you it. You need up, something to wrap on Christmas Day. <laughs> you yeah. do, yeah. yeah. You can't wrap on Christmas Day. It's a couple of pages, kind of, on the internet. It's just like, you yeah. want to go from one one yeah. file to another and yeah. stuff like this. You yeah. Know? Yeah. I still can't believe you taught yourself to code. That's, I know, still, I'm amazed with that. Well, it, was, it was basic stuff and it still is. If you, it, yeah. Honestly, if, you're, if you get an IT or a website developer looking behind behind the front front of the website, they'll be shaking their heads, thinking, what the hell are yeah. you doing here? But, yeah, I know. It's weird, isn't it? <laughs> I, I, I can't say enough good things about everything as a result. Yeah. I really can't. It's, uh, it's it, it, it dug me out of so many holes on a daily basis. Yeah. To be fair, Steve's not the anodacher. He's a mink coat. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Well, that's the trouble, isn't it, when you're dealing with stats, is that people have a preconceived idea of what you are going to be like. <laughs> <laughs> and I hope that we're not quite... No, no, no. Stereotype. Are you two the hell raisers of the, <laughs> of the scene? <laughs> We um, Is that damned with fake praise. Yeah. <laughs> we have just got around some uh, predictions, haven't we? Mm. Just before we the real uh, stats for the day. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Before we let Steve go and bound on to uh, I'd say Paradise Street then. I've not they're not even uh, on Raider Mayor side Street, on Street, Hanover, yeah. Hanover, Hanover Street now. Um so Everton Southampton. We were disastrously wrong last week, weren't we? I think we no one got within a mile of one all, did we? For the last year been disastrously wrong, to yeah. be honest with you. I think the one before that you'll find uh, Mr. Keep got right. <laughs> You're only as good not as Chelsea. Yet. No, no, not before that. Oh yeah. I called it right. Didn't I? West Ham. Yeah, bit of credit where it's due. Thank yeah. you, Gav. Okay. Nonetheless, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick on the new boy. I'm gonna pick Thank on our guest much. star. I was waiting for that prediction. Well, I I think both teams can't afford to lose. Mm-hmm. I yeah. don't think we're playing well enough to necessarily win down there. And I think they've come. They're off the back of a, a match in Europe this week, aren't they? So it sounds like the easy way out. But I'm going for one all. Fair enough, Gav. I'll go with Steve one all. <laughs> <laughs> you stick together, don't you? Stick together, uh, haven't you? Know yeah. what I mean? you know? One all with like a really weird serendipitous <laughs> yeah. Uh, stat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could hang it all on for Phil when he's scratching his head in the St Mary's press box. Yeah. Well, we can say we're unbeaten in 4.30 kick-offs. Yeah, so so <laughs> <laughs> I'll just write that down. So. <laughs> uh, I think Everton will win 2-1. I think Southampton's Europa League commitments will affect them, as they did so disastrously, disastrously Everton in that 2014-15 season. Uh, I think Everton will just finally, belatedly, Koeman will get a reaction out of the players. I think we'll also win. I think we win one nil. Um, they're not conceding many, and we're not scoring particularly many, really. But I've just got a feeling. I can just imagine Koeman actually going back there in his kind of, in his blasé manner. Just doing one over I'm making the Southampton yeah. fans dislike him even more. Revenge uh, is a dish sick, best served cold, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A pint of Who Garden, best served yeah. cold, yeah. if you like. But um, thank you very much for coming in, Steve. It's, it's an absolute pleasure, yes. Our pleasure. Um, and whenever you're in town, please drop in again and combine oh. your superpowers with Gaz <laughs> it's been It's been great having you. So thanks for listening. No we'll be back uh, early next week to ponder how we get these predictions so disastrously wrong <laughs> week in, week out and uh, up the blues on Sunday. Yeah.